Yeah, one one day. Listen, all of my Daisy brethren out there, if you're hearing this call, you gotta invite Layla to your your wedding. Uh, they're a great guest. They are they're they're a great dancer. Uh, you'll have a cool time. Um, perhaps you could have your own um, this youth, this crazy moment with Layla. Um, but yeah, absolutely. Get Layla on board for, for your plus one. Highly recommend. Get me on board, please. I'm a great plus one. I Uncles love me. Yes. Uncles, um, uncles are like my target audience. I will charm all of your uncles, including your dad. Like, I listen... <laughs> it, it, <laughs> Welcome to Mortified, the Friendship Quest, a podcast where two long-distance friends bounce media recommendations all in hopes the other will like it. I'm Aaron. And I'm a chair thrown into a champagne fountain. And this week, we learn about friendship, love, and life with the 2013 Bollywood romance movie, Yejawani Haidewani. Before we take off our glasses and do a sexy holy montage, remember you can help us on Mortified the Legitimacy Quest by subscribing to us on YouTube, iTunes, or Spotify, signing up for our monthly newsletter through the link in our show notes, or following us on Twitter and Tumblr at MortifiedPod. Layla. Aaron. What do you know about Bollywood? Honestly, less than I feel like I should, considering I watched this movie and had a great fucking time. And I also love musicals. So, like, why am I not into Bollywood? Yeah, I mean, this is the thing, right? Um, so, for listeners, I'm I'm half Indian. Um, that's my background. Uh, and, like, I also don't have, like, a huge background with, with Bollywood movies. Um, but, like, I, I remember when my grandmother uh, would, like, come and visit for me. She would always watch movies like this um and then like you know uh what the reason i actually ended up finding this movie was because i wrote a book based in india or that had indian characters um in 2019 and i like was looking for like music that that was originated in india and like i got this recommendation of like you know one of the songs in this this movie uh, which is titled Balan Pichkari. Um, and I was like, oh, this song rips. And like, it's like on my YouTube rotation that I'll just like play whenever I, I, I need a boost. But I was like, I've never actually seen the movie that this is from. I bet it's a good movie. And it turns out, pretty good movie. Pretty good movie. Uh, I just looked it up. It came out in 2013. Yes. Um, so it feels like a movie out of 2013. Like when I was watching right. it more than once, I was like, this reminds me of like Valentine's Day. Yes, 100%. It is definitely in line with that kind of rom-com. Um, even, like, some of the weird conservative bents in this aren't just, like, from being an indie. It's definitely of the era that you could feel like. Also, some um, of the, the fashion choices. Very skinny ties. The, the right. fucking thick, weird blowouts on the women sometimes. Um, those kind of What like... is a blowout? Okay, a blowout is um, when you style your hair using a big brown brush and a blow dryer. So those big, like, bouncy, thick curls that you saw on those ladies, that wasn't a curling iron. That was, like, a, a blowout. Ah. It adds a lot of volume, and it, it reduces frizz. It's also mm -hmm. a pain in the dick to do, so I never do it. Uh, nowadays, they have... Um, these like fun i have one they have these like barrel brushes that are also hair dryers so you can do it all with one, one, one tool incredible innovation um yeah i the blowouts are very 2013 in this uh which is to say you got like uh side part right uh which like i still rock a side part sometimes i do a little middle part and like i know i know it ages me i don't give a fuck i am 30 i'm proud of it it's fine uh i'm anti the anti-aging establishment um but, uh, you know, and the hair on, on the ladies isn't very layered. Like, they, they kind of grow it all out in, like, this big, voluminous, uh, like, single chunk, basically, with some, like, really thick layers in there. And then, like, it, it looks a little bit almost artificial. Whereas now, and I don't know if this has traveled over to India so much, but maybe, like, some parts of, um, like, Indian culture that are very westernized or share, like, western elements. But nowadays, the trend is much towards, like, a much more natural, like salt spray lots of layers like you want to look like you didn't put any effort in but you put in a lot of effort to look the way you do so gotcha. um it's it's like very like those little things are very of their time and the men are dressed in like very slim fitting suits with with skinny ties and yeah it's it's very very of that time right right um but yeah you know uh i i figured you know because we don't actually cover a lot of like bollywood stuff I, it's been something we've that we've we had on our list more. 
Right, because, like, you know, it's at the intersection of, like, wild musical montage and, like, kind of corny, like, romance. Um, and, like, I'm sure all of you, you know, I'm sure our, our audience is largely Westerners. Um, like, I've seen, like, clips from, like, Indian movies where th- famously there's a clip of, like, um, I think it might be from, like, um, from, from this next Netflix movie, but, like, um, where, like, these dudes are, like, use a, a palm tree as a catapult and they like catapult themselves over a wall and they're all in like a little uh tight shield wall and they bounce off of the shield wall it's really good um but like you know indian indian cinema has a reputation of being a little bit cheesy and corny but like i think that's the kind of stuff that we at mortified are getting a lot better at just being like oh they're achieving what they're going for and you got to give it up for that um i mean we're fast and furious fans you know what i mean uh, yes exactly right this is the equivalent <laughs> of you know fast and furious completely buying into the premise of the movie and um yeah i mean i think this is a, a great time um do you do you want to do the the plot summary or shall i it's up to, completely up to you uh, i feel like you did zachary ying so i'm gonna do this one um so we start with uh nina who is this nerdy medical student um who is studying all the time and she is getting fed up with her boring life she is working all the time and she doesn't have any time to have fun she's very sheltered she doesn't even um, have time to put contact on so nobody knows she's sexy right it's it's tough it's it's a hard life out there um but after you know she's like going she's at shopping at, at the store um and she bumps into one of her friends that she knew from school um uh, aditi or like adi and um basically adi is like hey what's up and you can tell that she's the you know wild friend because she listens to rock music and she's got she's wearing headphones and um shorts don't forget the shorts she's wearing shorts and she says that she's she's studying to be an artist um and like clearly uh nina's mom is like oh your friend sucks and she's never gonna get anywhere she's gonna get pregnant um and like you know but uh adi is just like hey you know i'm gonna go on this trek to manali with with you know these two guys that you i always hang out with that you probably remember from school um but yeah you know that's what we're doing and then nina's like oh that that kind of seems fun so you know in the middle of the night or not in the middle of the night she you know she just leaves her house she leaves a note for her mom that's like hey i'm going on this trip um and you know she decides to make her make her life a little bit more adventurous tries to you know throw herself out there a little bit more to be clear um, she was not invited she was not invited that's true she runs into uh adi at the fucking grocery store and then uh adi leaves behind the pamphlet with their plans and specifically what like guided trek they're going on and mm-hmm. nina goes home <laughs> and in the middle of the night in a fit of peak books the same shit yeah i think that's uh, it's really good that that's never commented on. It's just like, yeah, you did just kind of show up um, and insert yourself into our plans. Adi but... does say, are you stalking me? Yeah. On the train. Which she is, to be completely fair. Yeah. Um, but it's really good. Uh, but anyway, you know, Nina's um, like about to, you know, she's like on this, she's about to get on this train um, and then she meets um, uh, Adi's best friends who are uh, Bunny and Avi. Um, and we'll talk about them here in a sec, but Bunny is the main love interest. Um, and, you know, at first, uh, Nana is, like, very um, afraid to, you know, get on the train. But Bunny is like, hey, listen, you gotta you gotta come on this adventure with us. And he convinces her to get on the train, and they begin their trek. Um, you know, during this first, like, night on the train, uh, Nana learns a lot about um, uh, Adi's friends. Uh, she learns that Bunny is, is all about traveling. He He's, like, uh, doesn't really want to settle down. Um, she also learns that Avi is kind of a, a person who, who's always gambling. He kind of sucks at it and he's a little, he drinks a little bit too much. Um, and the big thing is that, you know, uh, Aditi is like very in love with him, but like he can never tell cause he's a dumbass. Um, so that's like kind of the main, you know, those are our four main guiding characters and that's the, what the movies, you know, premises, it follows their progression through life. Um, mm-hmm. But like, you know, she she meets with them, hangs out with them, you know, sees that they're all kind of like partiers and, and they're they're really um wild. And like that's kind of the premise of the movie, right? Uh Yehuan Hai Dewani like roughly translates to this youth is crazy or this young girl is crazy. Um, right. So like that's kind of the story is like this, you know, uh Nana is like this um, you know, sheltered girl coming of age and, and being a little bit more um you know, out of her shell. Um Right. Have so you like, have you ever so on the train they do play Never Have I Ever mm-hmm. with uh let's not forget Laura, very important character. Oh yeah, Laura, critical character. Critical character. Uh she's just there to be hot. 
And I yes. love that. You got to respect that. Um, have you ever played Never Have I Ever and felt incredibly left out because you don't do anything? Because that was a visceral callback to me. Um, I mean, I, I think I pretty explicitly did play Never Have I Ever like on a trip like with a bunch of college students mm-hmm. that were my peers. But like since they were also a bunch of nerds, it wasn't that intense. Mm. Um, All my I remember friends were one cool. dude. <laughs> one dude admitted to never having voted democrat and i was like that's maybe more embarrassing than any i think i could admit to not having done but whatever wow how did that even come up that's nuts uh yeah no self-volunteered weird 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 group of people love them love some of them to death uh some of them are best friends in the world but um anyway wow. what were you saying uh, all my friends were just like cool and i i you went to art school though i no no i went to an a film college in an engineering school that's okay that's true one two my friends in high school were very cool and are oh. one of them one of them right now is a, a nurse with an undercut she's like a cool nurse uh, another mm. one does theater locally uh one of them runs an art gallery after having done fashion photography friends are cool uh well the right. other one is just uh he's a an engineer but does pottery on the side um Oh, you know, just one of your regular <laughs> engineer potters. <laughs> yeah. No, all my friends from high school are incredibly cool, and I am a goblin homebody. So that train, that scene on the train really um, really did something to me emotionally. <laughs> I really felt right, for Nina right. in that moment. <laughs> it's tough. It's tough. Um, but, like, probably, you know, the, the first thing when they start to, like, really be friends is, like, where um, Adi is, like, gets into a fight with, like, some rando at this, like, Himalayan village. I love that um, bitch. And she then, wants to do violence so bad. Yeah. Uh, Adi is, is one of the best characters here because she's just, like, kind of a badass who will fight anyone. Um, and, like, this whole thing turns into a brawl with the entire village. It's the four of them versus this entire group of locals. Um, at one point, Adi just, like... And gets a big plank of wood and just starts like thwacking dudes with it uh and like as they're chasing the the dudes around the um the village they're like watch out for the girl um, which is really funny but like um nina is able to um like you know like knock down a ladder or something which like kind of allows them to escape it's really sick. guaranteed kills that fucking dude that was on the ladder yeah no there's a man <laughs> on it like <laughs> the the subtext of this movie is that nina's an insane person <laughs> Uh, she's just a fucking sociopath, um, but you gotta give it up. She's great. Um, uh, but like, yeah, she, she, you know, that's when they start to bond and become closer. Um, and, um, yeah, this, this whole, you know, trek kind of reaches its, its climax literally at the peak of this mountain where she, you know, she's been having like this weird, like flirty, but like teasing relationship with, um, Bunny, who's like kind of a dick. Uh, to be clear, he's kind of an asshole. Uh, he's always like offering to give women children, <laughs> which like, listen, <laughs> um, hmm. I don't listen. Is it? Hmm. I don't, I don't endorse the things that Bunny does, mm-hmm. but I think he is of a type, which is like, you know, the kind of like flirty asshole. Um, he has which, an like, energy about him. Yeah. Right. Right. Um, yeah he's not he's not as much of a fuckboy as um as as avi but like they're both extremely horny um which like you gotta respect yeah there is a scene where he just like rubs lara's thigh with a leaf um yeah it's just some fern she literally is just a fern um and uh when he gets called out by nina he goes flirting is good for your health (laughs) is it (laughs) yeah yeah no it's really really good um and like Oh, good. I was gonna say he has the kind of energy that, like, in 2013, made women want to fix him with with their pussy. Like, that's right. Mm-hmm. That's the vibe. One hundred percent right. Um, but yeah, you know, um, like, there's a bit where um, Nina, who is is very religious, is like praying, um, and he's like, he like sees her praying, and she's like, he's like, oh, could you, um, could you ask uh, God for uh, a private jet? Uh, for me, um, a penthouse in New York and two Spanish girlfriends. <laughs> it's like, bro, fuck off. <laughs> It'd be better if they were twins. <laughs> yeah, no, exactly. He's like such a smug jackass, which is like, 
the whole point, right? Like this is this is the point of right. You set up you set up your main love interest as kind of a douchebag jerk, um, and like you you pair them with like a sheltered you know um, young woman who has like high. This is I mean this is Hallmark shit, right? This is classic Hallmark shit, uh, but like you know just just in a different context and it, it rules and I think it works really well. It's classic um, classic Hallmark shit, and then like my favorite part about it is very much like. It falls into that trope of like, oh, he's a bad boy, but like, he sees me for who I truly am. And the right. only reason he doesn't approach me is because I'm too good for him. And like, you know, if you really love something, you gotta let it go. <laughs> and if it right. you back, it'll return. Like it's- he literally says to Nina at one point, um, I can't flirt with girls like you. And it's like, hey, buddy. <laughs> girls like you are not for flirting with. They're for love. Mm-hmm. If, mm-hmm. bitch, if I saw this movie in 2013, that line would have changed me chemically. Move over, Edward Cullen. I would have been all mm-hmm. over this. Are you joking mm-hmm. me? No, it's mm-hmm. it's great. It's very, very, very good. It's great, um, you know, but, like, there's this point, you know, they're on the mountain, they're, like, they've been having, like, this comp- competitive relationship, you know, Nana is um, wanting to always, like, get to the, uh, like, like be the best, you know, she's a, she's a gunner, she's, like, always wanted to be best in classes, um, you know, she wants to, like, be, you know, win all the races as far as, like, getting to their checkpoints, um, so, like, she wants to go up to the top of this, like, mountain, um, and she sees um, Bunny, like, going up, and she, like, scares him in the dark, which is very funny, uh, and, like, they have this, like, little chat in the snow, uh, as they're resting at the top of the mountain and you know he he admits to her like um you know he, he's like you know this is what i want out of life um you know i want adventure madness for each day to be so exciting i can feel the blood rushing in my veins i want to fly and i want to fall um for me this mountain is an addiction um like he you know that's that's kind of his whole character right is he he just wants to like live life to the fullest uh you know always be be traveling always be experiencing stuff um and like it's uh it's really you know that's that's his whole thing it's like and and nana's like oh okay i kind of get you now and it's kind of nice to see that you are can actually be sincere and you know you you get stuff where he's like you know you can't you don't smile enough which is a little bit like "Mm, i don't know if you should say that bro but like he he meads very well um and like uh it's this is where you start getting they're like okay maybe they have a they have some chemistry after all um and then um and then we get uh, Balam Bichkari, which is just an absolute banger. <laughs> oh, absolutely. Fucking, fucking bang on. Okay, so I know that usually uh, what I, it's, so I was reading through your notes, and it's very funny, because at one point you were, you were excited to talk to me about the cinematography of this book. I have no comments mm-hmm. on the cinematography. I have comments on one other thing. None of these cunts are dressed for a hike. Not a single, <laughs> it bothered me so much. As somebody who hikes, right? Like, I love to hike. Mm-hmm. And I've been saying for a couple of years, I really need to make time for this. I really want to train and, like, hike the Adirondacks and, like, you know. So I'm I'm acutely aware of what it takes to climb even, like, a small mountain, right? Like, you need training. You need to understand what altitude does to your, your body. You need to hyd- hydrate properly, feed yourself properly, make sure you're resting properly. You need to be dressed in, like, a certain, you know, certain types of attire to prevent yourself, depending on the climate, from, like, getting too cold, from bugs, uh, from wildlife, blah, 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 blah. None of these bitches were dressed for a hike. Half of them were walking with one hiking pole. What is that doing mm-hmm. for you? What it's is, like using a walking stick. What is that doing for you? What is... And Nina the whole time is dressed in athletic leggings and some sort of, like, sweater dress. Bestie, what is that doing for you? Are you warm? Are you good? Half of them started this trek in street clothes. Lara was wearing denim shorts and a cutoff. <laughs> Girl, that's Tick City. What's going on? I, it truly, like, it took me out of the fiction so hard every time. I was like, these, they're all going to die. The only one dressed appropriately was Avi. The only one. Listen, they're not here to hike mountains. They're here to look hot and you hook up both. with Germans. That's true. I Honestly, that was the one thing where they're like, oh, the Germans threw a party at their tavern. I was like, damn, I want to go climb a mountain in San Diego, party with some Germans. That would rule. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> It does, listen, there is, there's, like, genuinely a bit here where, like, you know, um, Nina is, like, studying, you know, because she's like, oh, I don't feel like I can go to this party, and, um, you know, Bunny comes over, and she, and she's, he's like, you don't want to come party with us? And she's like, no, and he's like, oh, you're a fucking liar, and she's like, yeah, I guess, you know, I, I do kind of want to go to that party, and I was like, or, because or, or, what he says is, like, you're dying to go, and, 
And I was kind of like, you know, I feel like I've been in this situation where it's like, I would like to be the kind of person that goes to parties. I don't know that I can get there, but like, I genuinely would like to be like more fun. Like, I know that's a personal issue. <laughs> should... um, and now I can drink alcohol, so it's much easier for me to go to parties. But like, next time I see you, um, we should figure out if there's like a meetup or something we can go to and, and party because I think we'd have fun if we were together. <laughs> yeah, no, I think it'd be sick. Um, yeah, but um, you know, like I, I do feel like even though this this show is like you know zero subtext, like I do think it is it is doing, it is like working on an emotional level, and like that's why films like these are successful. Um, you know, Wikipedia says this movie was like a cult hit, which is like I don't know. It doesn't seem like it was a cult hit when it made uh, almost you know eight times its its budget. Uh, I mean, and it couldn't have had a low budget. Uh, I'm gonna look up. Do you know off the top of your head how much a core is? I can Google. <laughs> All right, I'm gonna Google this real quick. Would be sick if I knew. I'd be I'd be super impressed. So one core uh, is roughly uh, 10 million UP, rupees, or 120, 121, no, 120 thousand US dollars. It, so the budget for this flick was 400 million INR. Uh, yeah. So it the the budget was about 4.8 mil. That's not low for a flick like this. I mean, that's pretty good. I mean, like a Hallmark movie is probably like one or two, right? With inflation, mind you. Right, right. Um, so, and then they, you know, just multiply. As a Hallmark uh, movie, there's no way a Hallmark movie breaches a million dollars. Are you kidding me? Right, exactly. Um, I guess that's true. They, they make like one of them every two weeks. So, yeah. Um, oh. So, okay. Yeah, they make they made about 40 million USD, roughly. Oh, never mind. Apparently, uh, two million or less a typical Hallmark flick. Yeah, see, that's that's kind of okay. what I figured. Interesting, um, but yeah, um, so about forty million USD. So like that, I guess that makes sense. You know, it does seem like it's a, a cult hit, right? Because that's not an enormous show. I mean, obviously, money is different in you know in, in the Indian cinema as, as opposed to American cinema. But you know, I would say that something that made for forty mil is like a, like pretty good, but like nothing, not a huge hit. Dude, it's got to be different. All those extras, all that choreo, all those locations, all the tr- costumes <laughs> are. That yeah. looks like. I mean, I guess just, like, labor and materials are cheaper in India. I do right. wonder, though, like, how much a movie like that adjusted for cost would... would. I mean, it's on the level of Crazy Rich Agents. You know what I mean? Like, it's, Right, right, no. This is, yeah, like, spectacle-wise. Oh, I bet, they, I bet it was pretty significant. Let me look it up. Crazy Rich Asians budget. This is going to be a nightmare to... <laughs> 30 mil. Uh, so, so I yeah. think... I think a film on the level of Yejuani would cost here twenty million dollars to produce. Right, right. If you're not shooting like in Singapore, right, you pretty significant. But yeah, you know. Um, so like, like all of which is to say, this movie was like okay, successful. Um, but like, I, I'm glad that it still, you know, consisted or persisted and, and like it was able to become, cause the reason I think that it started getting popular was because, um, or at least the reason that I found it was cause T series, which is like, I believe the most popular YouTube channel in, on the site, um, like, bo- like owns the music rights to it and stuff. Mm. So that's how I found it. So I hopefully, see. I mean, I don't know how we got onto this topic, but anyway, um, well, this movie, started, uh, it started with me complaining about hiking and then spiraled out of control. <laughs> Anyway, they're here. They're here to look hot. Um, so, anyway, um, at this point, we get my favorite number, which is Balam Pichkari, um, which, like, you know, you you should you know go go to um, you know YouTube and watch this. If you don't watch this movie, you, you should just watch this like you know six minute song. But it's like a, it's a number that's set like I believe it's during a holy celebration, mm-hmm. um, just because of the sheer amount of powder and the, the fact that they say holy hey at some point. like it's it's really colorful it's really fun and like it's it's absolutely the part where nana is um does her like hot girl transformation like you get you get a shot of like her Take contact her. lenses out Takes off her glasses. in the bus seat <laughs> she yeah does. and when and wear shorts and all of a sudden you know you get this you know uh dipka uh Patcone, um who like is is just like really you know apparently she's one of the highest paid actresses in india according to um uh, according to Wikipedia, uh, born in Denmark. Interesting. Anyway, um, 
but yeah, no, she's like mega famous. Um, and you know, so it's absolutely, you know, it is very funny that like this, this is the person who's like, Oh, I, uh, I'm so nerdy, but all of a sudden I can, I'm hot. It's like, yeah, you're, you know, you're one of the most famous people, uh, in the world, but okay. Um, but yeah, I, I just, I really, really like the song. It, it is an absolute banger. I agree. It's not my favorite song in the movie, but I, it's my second favorite song in the movie. So I totally, I'm Oh, okay, you. good. Well, I, I'm, I'm glad that you had a different favorite song when we could talk about that. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, anyway, um, you know, you all should just search Yejuani Haidewani and like check out some of the music videos because they are just absolute spectacles. If you are, you know, even remotely interested in theater like we are, you will like the, the shit because it is it is off the charts. Absolutely. Although, I, so the other thing I was really thinking about while I was watching this was very much like how different the functions of Bollywood music uh, is in comparison to Western musicals. It's not that different, but I do I do find it interesting that uh, and I did like a little bit of cursory research on the function of of songs and Bollywood musicals and it's very much like to heighten emotion and uh to like put emphasis on a moment which sounds really similar to what western musicals sure. do but i found it very interesting that like western musicals the ensemble is usually like a different quote-unquote character from right. the main characters who are who are singing right so like uh a really good example i think is like uh oh my god what is this song called uh, dancing through life from wicked right you have okay all the mains doing their thing and then the ensemble is very much just there to be like yeah we love fiero we love glinda they're so cool and great so they have their mm-hmm. own kind of vibe that they're going for um meanwhile from what i've seen if this movie and then like a couple other bollywood songs i've seen it seems like very much the ensemble cast is like in on the feeling of, mm. of what the main characters are doing so it's very much like this very collectivist experience of a moment of like yeah we were all here doing our own thing but now we're here expressing our love with the main character towards this other character so that's why so much of it like kind of feels like a dance battle sometimes right because it's like right all the men are doing this all the women are doing this and they're mm. all kind of united in their in their little message i thought that was very cool and kind of aligns with um I don't know, just like a uh, from again my very basic understanding, like tenth grade world history, of just a more collectivist, like ethno-religious practice in that part of the world, right? Of of sure. like people functioning more as like a unit rather than very individualist, like American Western storytelling. So, just an interesting sure. thing to observe. Uh, I don't even know if I'm all that right. It's just the vibe that I'm getting. Yeah, I won't like 100% sign off on that, but um, you know, like from from a service level, that makes sense. Yeah. Um, you know, gen- you you could very you know broad generalization, Western you know America much more individualized as opposed to the rest of the world. Yeah. But um, yeah, you know, like after this this song, you know, we get there's like a plot critical bit where Avi is looking for a condom, <laughs> um, which is very stupid, <laughs> but like it is funny because like he's like he's about to like hook up with this girl and he like he's like oh shit I'm I and like when I saw this in the music video i was like what does he look is he just like stealing people's wallets but like no he's looking for a condom specifically and he gets one from bunny's wallet but he also finds his uh acceptance letter to northwestern university in chicago um and like he confronts um bunny about it and he's like hey why didn't you tell us about this uh, and bunny's like well you know i wanted this to be a surprise for the end of the trip and he's like this is kind of a shitty surprise you're gonna be leaving uh and like you know this whole time um um Addy has been like watching Avi like kind of hook up with other girls and she's just like oh, this guy's never gonna you know fall for me so I think that yeah I think it's probably time we all go our separate ways um and she's like yeah bunny you should take this opportunity you know it's great for you um and like and the whole we've scene, gotta grow up Nina's just standing there very still yeah she's just like because it's like literally right before she confesses her love to him right this is the the classic like before the time skip you know we almost could have been something but um you know then then something happened uh but yeah nina very just like oh shit i forgot that i'm not technically a part of this friend group and i'm so uncomfortable (laughs) she just stands there very very still frozen completely Mm -hmm. like Mm -hmm. it's probably pixel to pixel match on the Mm -hmm. (laughs) cut it's very funny um I mean, I don't know. I like the scene a lot. I thought it was very much like, hey, these are all the kind of character arcs that are that are culminating in this first act. And it's like, yeah, you know, we all go our separate ways. And, you know, yeah, I love this friendship. Yeah, no, I think the friendship that the the three of them specifically, I think, is like one of the strongest bits of the movie. Um, You know, Mm -hmm. no shade to Nina. But I don't know. I think (laughs) I think the the true romantic core of the movie was maybe. Yeah, we'll talk about that. We'll talk about it. We'll talk about it. We'll get there. Uh, (laughs) But um, yeah, anyway, you know. 
uh adi's like yeah we got to grow up it's you know it's time to go our separate ways um and nina you know like um bunny's like what do you think about this and nina's like you know you want to fly you want to run you want to fall as well you can't eat boiled food the rest of your life because at one point he compares marriage to like eating 50 years of boiled food which is a very typical like this guy's never gonna settle down line um but like he's like hey will you miss me and she shakes her head and she's like nope not at all which is like stone cold i love her she's just such a badass um and he's like all right that settles it um he he goes off to chicago and um that's that's part one that's act one of that film yeah now we get a point of view switch because act one was very much from nina's point of view and then act two is right. very much from bunny's yes i i thought so too which i thought was very strange um but you know i think it fundamentally works yeah. um but um yeah it, it was a weird point point of view switch but yeah eight years later um, you know, it's, um, you know, we get this narration that's like, you know, he never came back and I didn't wait for him either, but like, you know, you kind of did girl, but like, it's fine. I don't want to put you on blast. She's being a girl um, boss. She got her clinic. She's with her family, yeah. you know, yeah. I get it. Yeah, good for her. Um, but yeah, no, like, I don't know what he's doing here. He like, apparently he like runs a travel show for Fox, but like the opening thing is like, he's taking pictures of people doing a drug deal in Paris. And then a dude pulls out a gun and shoots at him. Oh, well, he went, okay. I was confused for sure. He went for a journalism degree. So was he just be playing journalist while he's actually a cameraman for this travel show? Or was this supposed to be like, or was that drug deal supposed to be in, Chicago, and it was supposed to be like, a, here's what Bunny's been up to the last eight years. It seemed like this was part. This was part of Paris. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. Um, I think what is his specific? He he's a videographer, so I don't know that he's specifically in sound. Maybe that's um part of what his job is. But yeah, it was just a wild scene. There's some stuff in here that does not make any sense. Just getting B-roll of a drug deal. Okay. Yeah, that's just what Paris is like. Yeah. Uh, and then he gets shot at, and it's wild. Um, it it just. In a, in a different movie, that would be, like, intense and scary. In this one, it's just like, ha-ha, we're having good fun times in Europe. <laughs> it's like, sure, sure. It's like um, that, and then he makes out with this random girl he, like, keeps seeing around town. Yeah, he keeps, like, he looks at this white girl long enough, and then they just start making out. Yeah, that's how um, it works, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, basically. But, um, yeah, you know, uh, he's talking with his host, his friend, who, like, you know, is the host of this travel show that he's on. And she's like, you're gonna fucking quit the show um once we once we get back home right and he's like uh yeah i mean i guess and she's like okay better offer what if you become the host of your own travel show he was like whoa that would be sick um but then he gets like an email from adi and she's like hey you fucking loser um come back for my wedding uh and he's like okay i will um and she actually sends him a video, which is very funny. It's a, that's a trope that I think is completely gone from movies nowadays. But like in the early 2000s, even up to, I guess, 2013, it was a thing for people to send other people video files of their messages, which like just never happens in, in the real life. Um, never happened but, back then, but now is an even more useless trope in the world of FaceTime. Right, exactly. Where you can just do it live. But, um, you know, yeah. Uh, he, he does decide to go back and like we, we see everybody reuniting everybody's like a grown up you know i think they were supposed to be like early 20s um you know like like you know an end of undergraduate sort of thing um but like at this point you know they're they're like in their 30s um but like they all they all look the same yes um, they, then they were all in their 30s when they were doing this this show but like um you can tell that they're like a little bit older um uh, avi's beard is a little bit darker i guess Ooh. Um, do you want to talk about avi for a bit <laughs> I'm man. Listen, I don't know nothing about Indian celebrities. I do know that man is fine as hell. Holy shit, dude! Not that the guy who plays Bunny is unattractive, but he's like, like I kept sitting there and mentally substituting the guy who plays Avi for him, and I was like, okay, listen, the Bunny thing is fun, right? Like, like if I was Nina, I'd be like, oh, you know, what a jackass. And if I was her age, like end of undergrad, it would work. That shit would work for me. If if a man who looked like Avi, or honestly, the guy who played Vikram, if that motherfucker was like in a leather jacket prancing around me and telling me that I'm made for love and not for flirting, mm -hmm. bitch, I'd be a puddle. Are you kidding me? They're so hot. I don't. And like, again, I don't know anything about Indian celebrities. When, when I cut away from like, when I left the Netflix, like, 
window, right? It showed me a bunch of other Bollywood films that that guy was in. So, like, clearly mm-hmm. the guy who plays Bunny's, like, very famous. He's in a bunch of shit. He's leading me out in a bunch of it. He's a great dancer, very charismatic. I liked his performance a lot. But just, like, as a, as a, as a person, just looking to look at hot people... Man, he's a real good dancer and real charismatic because there were some fine-ass men fucking playing backup for him. Yeah, um, specifically, listener, um, this is Aditya Roy Kapoor um, who plays uh, Avi. Uh, and I do agree, he's a little bit uh, of a more attractive uh, guy. But, like, uh, remember for Kapoor, who, is the, who, who plays Bunny, is just, like, way more famous at this point in, in his time, I believe. Um, and fun fact, um, the guy who plays Vikram, we're not going to talk about him. Basically, he's, like, a side character who's, like, a little bit in love with... Um, he appears for, like, ten seconds, yeah. Yeah, he's, he's not important, but he's a cameo, oh. uh, actually, um, because he, his actor is um, Rana Dagbadi, uh, who... It plays the main uh, antagonist in the um, Bao Bali uh, like movie, which is a Telugu Tamlu Tamil film. Um, but like that's, I think that's the one with that that has the um, catapult uh, dudes in it. That is uh, very funny that you say that because so I showed a couple of clips from this movie to Marty because I needed mm-hmm. I needed them to back up my conspiracy theory that we'll get into a little bit later, but. Mm-hmm. Um, they immediately started talking about Bob Bali and sent me a picture mm-hmm. of the villain because they find evil, me- evil evil giant men very high. Mm-hmm. And I completely did not recognize him because of the change in context. But that is very funny. That, that is Vikram. Yep, yep. Yeah, I know. So fun, fun facts. We, th- we thought he'd play a very compelling Ganon from Tears of the Tears of the Kingdom. Oh, 100 percent. 100 percent. Anyway, uh, all of this is to say, um, you know, we get um avi coming back and you know meeting with um adi and and he's like hey you know i can't believe you're getting married um and we meet uh uh adita um you know like a husband to be who is my favorite character in this Um, (laughs) what's his name it's it's taran yeah um he's just a fucking dork face down in a pool because he lost his engagement ring and he's so wet and dorky i love him so much ah. yeah no he, he's like i will not let our ring drown it's like yes i love this man he's the best person he he kicks ass um bunny describes I... him as a lapdog as if it's a fuck or no afi describes him as a lapdog as if it's a fucking insult that's perfect he's the perfect yeah husband. no right come on um anyway uh there's another Tarrant has, like, two scenes in this, and, like, he crushes both of them, and we'll talk about the second one in a bit, but, like, yeah, basically, he's, like, uh, I don't know, and, like, my, at first, like, I was, like, oh, man, I hope that, uh, Avi and, and Adi don't hook up and get back together, Same. or get together, I was so worried that they were gonna, like, do, Vic, um, um, Tarrant dirty, uh, but they didn't, which, which I really liked about this movie, great choice, um, because they, they make Taryn awesome, uh, Adi but and anyway, Taryn get um, the best ending, I think. Yeah. Happily married on a honeymoon in Venice. They they're both very in love. They're both dorks. I love it so much. It's really good. Um, but then like when so this wedding takes place over like December twentieth to December twenty fifth, um, which is pretty normal for Indian weddings. Um, multiple days sort of deals. Um, but like um, like on the first day, I think we get um, you know. Nina's there, and she's like Adi's, you know, basically similar to a maid of honor um, sort of deal, but basically she's giving a speech about how she met Taryn, um, and then, like, all of a sudden, like, (laughs) Bunny takes over the... (laughs) It's not... (laughs) It's not on screen, but essentially what happens is that we start getting a voiceover of Bunny uh, introducing himself, and, like, saxophone music starts playing it, and the light, the lighting scheme in this, like, reception hall completely changes. This, it's incredible. This is my favorite song. <laughs> This is my favorite song. This entrance is everything to me because Nina literally just finishes giving her speech and she 
the glow up, right? This is not the girl who took off her glasses and was sexy. She's in this, like, very revealing, beautiful blue sari. And she looks great. And her hair is laid. And she's wearing the most waterproof mascara I've ever seen on film. And she's standing there as, like, Bunny, as the lights go dark and Bunny's voice comes on over the intercom with a saxophone. And then we get Bad to Me Still, which is my favorite song in this whole flick it is bonkers right because it's bunny coming out and doing just like aggressive kind of pop bollywood choreo but there's like a techno interlude he starts mm-hmm. doing like mm-hmm. like fucking modern hip-hop ass moves oh my god it is so much fun he throws a chair for some reason <laughs> i as you know i was like oh you can't do that you can't throw a chair at a, <laughs> at a pyramid of champagne glasses dude that's so expensive <laughs> it's so expensive but for the sake of a movie it looks real cool <laughs> Yeah, no, it looks fucking great. Um, you know, that's a really fun scene. So yeah, I think I think you're you're not wrong. That's that's a solid pick for for best best song. It's, um, it's so good. It's great. But anyway, like this is this is like um, you know, this is where Bunny gets reintroduced and he you know hooks back up with you know uh, Adi and and Avi and like it's revealed that he hasn't talked to either of them in like eight years uh, and. Avi in particular takes this like really hard. Um, and like it's at this point, it's like, oh, they they made it gay, uh, to quote a Layla-ism. <laughs> I love these messy bisexual men. Yeah, like uh, the the thing is that like, you know, Avi's like, hey, you never like, hey, we're not friends anymore. Like, you know, because Buddy's like, you know, you used to say that things never changed between friends. He's like, yeah, dude, we're not friends anymore because you never returned all my calls. I called you every day, dude. Um, and he's like, yeah, well, things uh, c- came up. Uh, and like, um, they get into a fight at one point because basically what was revealed is that um, Buddy never even came home after his dad died. Um you know, like, and that's that's the insult that pushes it too far. And Bunny and Avi have this, like, you know, they have this bro fight. But at, at the one point, you know, Adi's really mad. He picks up a glass and, like, throws it um, at, at Bunny. And Bunny's like, hey, dude, are you trying to kill me? Use this pillow. <laughs> Gives him a pillow. And then Avi takes it and proceeds to beat him up with it. And it's like, oh, I love these boys. I love them. Do you think this fight was better or the fight between Tej and Roman and Fast X was better? I think it was huh, this one. We can't, I think this one's better, certainly. Um, I think the Tej and Roman one is more homoerotic, but like... <laughs> okay, fair. We'll talk about it when we talk about Fast X. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, it's great. It's good. Um, and then, like, uh, Adi comes in and she's like, Hey, you fucking morons! Stop it! Which, by the way... <laughs> it's my wedding. Her outfit in this scene, also great. She looks fantastic. Yeah, no, there's a ton of really good outfits in this in this program. Uh, really, really... Wardrobe, wardrobe is off the charts. Um basically you know she's like hey you know she forces them to like say sorry and then at one point like bunny doesn't say sorry and obviously like hey he didn't say sorry she's like bunny apologize she's like sorry and she's like hug each other and they do and they're all bros again and it's it's great it's good i love it it was very Um, good i i love again the the friendship between the three of them really fucking works for me like it's really good mm -hmm. Yeah, like, I didn't talk about this earlier because it was, like, not a big deal, but there's a scene where they are waking her up to in, to hike in Manali, and it's, like, it's very much, like, if you have two, you know, friends who are kind of annoying and they want you to get up, like, they just start singing what I think is either a song or a commercial, but they start singing this song to wake her up and, like, turn the TV volume up very loud, and they're being just, like, hugely annoying while she's trying to sleep because she wants to sleep in, uh, and it's, like, that's friendship, is, like, being kind of an asshole to your friends. Yeah, I have a, oh my god, so my, my favorite thing to do is, uh, my my friend Sarah has a, she has a recording of me, it's about two minutes long, from us just oh, being god. delirious at, at GDC, and every time she says anything about anything, I like to just hit her with a, with an oo voice, and listen, I know, I know I used to oo you a little bit at the beginning of these calls, but mm-hmm. no, <clears throat> it approximately sounds like this, I'll just, I'll hit her with a, Oh, Mr. Sarah? Oh, Mr. Sarah, you're so big and brave and strong. <laughs> I'll just do that to her for like two minutes. Wow, it's... that was like 120% more uwu than I was expecting. <laughs> <laughs> she has like a 
two-minute long recording of me doing that. I think that's Good what Lord. friendship is for, though. Like, you got to be a little annoying, right? <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> or, mm-hmm. or if you're not comfortable enough to be annoying to each other, then you're not good friends. Like, sorry. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, you can see the back catalog of Mortified, the friendship quest, to see how many times me and Layla annoy each other with our bad media takes. Oh, so <laughs> funny. And it's so fun, though. It's so good. It is fun. That's why we do this <laughs> podcast. That's why we do this pod. Uh, but yeah, no, their friendship is incredible. It's it's you know basically you know the strongest relationship building in this entire movie, and it and it's great. Um, but like then there's just like for a while there's like Indian wedding hijinks um, and like you know basically rebuilt reconnecting um, Bunny and um, Nana. Um, you know because Nana's like a hot doctor now, and you know Bunny's like a cool uh, guy who studied in America, um, and like. Um, you know, at one point, like she, so there's a thing in, in Indian weddings where like you have a bride's team and a groom's team. And like, apparently, I you know this is probably not true for everything, but like, there's like, they're trying to figure out, you know, who, if the, the bride's team, you know, has, is going to have a better dance than the groom's team. Um, and <laughs> Nina's like recruit, like not even recruits, drafts Buddy into her reconnaissance squad. He's like Rambo, chill the fuck out. Cause he <laughs> makes her like, she makes him like go and like, like, ju- like get on a ledge and like look into the window of their house to like see them practicing uh their dance and you know fun fact the the person who's practicing the dance with uh uh taryn is uh lara from the hike it's his uh, cousin lara what a reveal like does it does not pay off in any way but like just so funny that's like oh yeah she's here i guess uh she's still kind of rude also looks yeah but like you know, and and you know they're watching um, uh, Taran do this like pretty you know corny dance. He's like kind of a goofy dancer, right? He he's doing some clearly like silly stuff. And, and in order to help Taran come down, you know, like calm down before he actually does his dance, because he's like really worried that um, uh, that Adi's not gonna like it. He's like, hey, uh, you should have a drink to, to calm your nerves. And then Taran takes like the the shot he gives him and like switches it out for the whole bottle and just like chugs it. Just chugs. Uh, <laughs> And then he's like an incredible dancer, and um, uh, um, Nina gets really mad at at um, Bunny because she's like, "Hey, I thought their dance sucked. Uh, it was actually incredible. What you did, Tyrant is an incredible dancer. What the fuck, dude? <laughs> How are we gonna win now?" And then you know, actually, you know what? I thought. Listen, this is the. <sighs> I don't think Nina's actress was comfortable with this style of dancing, right? We talked about this offline mm-hmm. a little bit where we're like, sure. she's a classically trained dancer, which I believe, right? It's mm-hmm. not that she doesn't know how to move to a beat. Like, clearly she can. But this mm-hmm. movie really skews modern. And it skews, there's like a lot of pop interludes and like hip hop interludes in, in some of the moves that they're doing. And I don't think she's comfortable doing that. Because when they, so what happens is, right? Uh, Bunny is like, you should trust me. We'll just improvise a dance, you and I, and it'll be better than... The most improvised dance I've ever seen. Yeah, very improvised. The backup dancers also improvised. There's only like 30 (laughs) backup dancers each. So they do this, but like, so Bunny gets a really big... Every time he dances, like, the big full body shots of him dancing. He's a great dancer. Every time Nina dances, interesting, they let her do like three moves full body, and then they'll cut into either her hips or they'll cut into her face they don't let her have full body choreo in this movie for more than three seconds at a time and it's just very funny because this was supposed to be her dance but it felt like Mm -hmm. a cop-out to give bunny another dance yeah, I mean, I don't sign off on this conspiracy theory. I, I'm part of the Deepka Padkone army. Um, I think that they just wanted to show off how hot she was. Um, I They do a lot of I zooming in on her hips. She's very hot. Listen, she's she's attractive. Um, but yeah, basically, you know, we get we got this relationship building. We get them, like, you know, kind of having fun together. The next day, you know, while everybody's sleeping off their hangovers, they go and explore um, uh, Udaipur, which I believe is yeah. the, the city that they're in. Um, but like, you know, basically they have this conversation, um, and Bunny, Bunny reveals to Naina that, um, you know, he, he wants to travel the world and he also wants to be, you know, with her. They have this conversation about, you know, their, the, the, what's better to like, you know, do to see Phantom of the Opera on Broadway. Shout out. <laughs> or, uh, First time or, in or history, to, you know, there isn't an ALW play on Broadway right now. Yeah. Amen. Or in the last um, 40 years. Sorry. Yeah, but or to like you know be at home and experiences the things that are that are at home in India. But like um you know at one point basically 
uh, he reveals that like he, he didn't come home to see his dad because he was like taking a bunch of students on a trip um, and like he didn't have cell service. And when he came back, his dad was already buried. So there was no point for him to come back. Um, and like, that's like, oh, okay. He wasn't actually just kind of dicking around. Um, but like, you know, at this point, you know, um, there's also, there's also a bit, you know, after this, this comes down where Avi, you know, you know, is like losing money. He's like betting. Um, and like, he still has a gambling issue. He's, he's not doing great, you know, at gambling. And, um, what's his name bunny bunny like you know says hey bet some more money on this and he loses and then avi's like why'd you do that man and he uses a euphemism or like a line from bunny's like travel show and then bunny's like wait i thought you didn't watch my travel show and he's like yeah dude your host is hot uh i watched all 40 episodes uh he was like oh you watched every episode of my show huh uh it's like i mean come on come on (sighs) i love these messy bisexuals i don't know what to say because mm-hmm, mm-hmm. like okay there's also we don't know anything about nina other than the fact she's a hot doctor right that's it yes i think she's unfortunately you know very not not very well developed as a character but like every everyone else here like kind of has an interesting backstory um and motivations besides just like you know get married that's true um, but yeah, we're getting close to the end. Um, you know, at one point, um, you know, it looks like that um, Nina is like being talking to some hot guy, um, the the aforementioned Vikram, uh, and like um, Bunny gets really jealous about it. Um, they you know have this fight and they reveal that they love each other. But then Bunny Bunny and and Nina are like, you know, we both want different things. We can't be together. You know, this is your classic like you know the um, you know rock bottom characters all go their separate ways it looks like you know they're not gonna have their happy ending um and you know i i would say that this section is you know too long you know i think i, I think this whole movie could be reduced by you know 45 minutes and you know not lot news a whole t- whole lot um but also you know bollywood movies notoriously long have built-in intermissions um like so like you know it, it's part of the medium uh but also there's a really it, great scene here which i think does justify a lot of it which is where he goes back to his dad's house um and like just kind of like walks through and like has this flashback about you know his dad mourning his mom when his mom died and like um you know seeing and like having this conversation with his dad about how his dad like was like hey you know i just want you to you know be happy and like travel the world like of course i want you to be here but like i i'm so proud of you for you know going out and chasing your dream even though it's hard and like his stepmom comes over and is like hey your dad loved you know you most of all because like you were you weren't willing to let go on your dream and like eventually that's what gives him the courage to you know go to nina on new year's eve um and propose to her (laughs) and like it's you know obviously very corny but also she's like hey this ring is fake and he's like yeah i didn't have a whole lot of time to shop (laughs) Um, like will will you say yes and you know they get together they call their friends um you know um adi is like about to go on her honeymoon um avi is like shutting down his bar that's like about to close because he, he's not able to to run it and like it's kind of like that's such a weird thing to to do i think because like that's not what would happen you know in an american movie like they would they would pull some money together and save the bar um they would, i mean that, they that's would not... fundraise from their loving community Right, exactly. You this and is the thing I that, have seen the Lindsay Lohan right, Christmas the, movie. I was going to say, literally, this is the Lindsay <laughs> Lohan thing, right? From from last from a couple months ago. Yeah. Um, shout outs, you know, if you listeners, if you like this conversation, go listen to all of our you know Christmas episodes. We always watch a weird, um, bad rom com that that kicks ass. Oh, um, do not slander Princess Switch in front of me. <laughs> Princess Switch becomes a heist film at some point, not a rom com. Therefore, you know, <laughs> okay, fair enough. Fair, a different fair genre. Enough. I don't. I don't mean. Ba- I mean. I think when I say bad, I mean like kind of cheesy. I love all of the, the, the weird movie romance movies we've watched. Um, all all of this was just to say, like, I kind of like that they let um, Avi's bar like go down. Like it's like, like kind of got a bittersweet sting at, at adding to this film. And I, you know, that's the end. Is like you know, um, Adi um, is going on her honeymoon with her new husband. You know, Avi is losing his bar, and Bunny and. Um, uh, Nina are, are getting are hooking up and like it's very funny that Adi's like I knew you two were fucking hooking up behind my back I can't believe I called it and like that's very funny um but like yeah it's it's kind of nice and they, they all have have a happy new year and it's that's how it ends yeah I also like the the bar thing uh because multiple people offer Adi the money or Avi the money and he declines so I thought that was nice right because right. it says a lot about him being the daughter of a gambling addict <laughs> 
okay. It is nice when the, you know, he's not willing to, like, drag other people into his mistakes. And he kind of takes ownership mm-hmm. of that stuff. Uh, I thought that was nice. It was good. I This movie was fun. Do I think the last act could have been trimmed? Because the whole, like, we can't be together took too long. Yeah, but, like, man, I had a good time. Yes, I, I come down exactly the same place. Um, you know, it completely accomplishes what it wants to achieve. Um, you know, I think I think of all the like rom com movies, this is like that we've watched on Mortify, this is like number one or not I mean not Wonder One. I think Princess Switch three is my number one. Absolutely. Um but like I think it's like number two or three, like pretty good movie, IMO. Yeah, I hell yeah, are you kidding me? It was it's just it's nice to watch something fun, right? Like I feel right. like you and I We've seen it all together. We've seen really good movies. We've seen really, really bad movies directed by James Cameron. And then we've seen, you know, like middle of the road movies we, we like discussed but didn't have any particular feelings on. And then we have these ones that are just fun. And I love having just a good time. So this was great. Thank you for bringing this to our attention. I think we should definitely watch some more Bollywood movies. Like they're long, but it didn't feel like three hours. You know what I mean? Yeah, no, we got we got to start watching the Bala Bali um, franchise. I think that'll that'll be interesting. Oh, maybe we can but... do that after Lord of the Rings. Oh yeah, exactly. Okay, yeah. All right, cool. There you go. If we don't watch we'll, the we'll Hobbit, the... which we're, we're we'll st- see, we'll see we'll see if um, Martin is it Martin Short who plays no Martin um, Freeman. Martin Freeman. We'll see if Martin Freeman hooks us in there with his mm-hmm. Hobbit magic. Mm-hmm, but, mm-hmm. We'll um, see if I'm not too, still traumatized from being obsessed with Sherlock in 2010. <laughs> God in heaven. Um, huh, Layla, uh-huh. um, how do we get involved in one of these movies for our marketing minute? How do we get, how do we sell it to Bollywood? What's the how strat? do we get on one of these fucking sets? Listen, um, I, who, who, our best fucking link to Bollywood here in the West is, um, what's her face? Who's married to Nick Jonas. The, uh, the Master Chef lady. Oh shit! I know who you're talking about. Not um, Padma Lakshmi. It, it, it's not Padma Lakshmi. It's spouse is Priyanka Chopra. Priyanka um, Chopra Jonas. Yeah. How? <laughs> listen, one of us has to get real fucking good at cooking. Get on one of her shows. <laughs> get that bitch to get us to Bollywood because I listen. Um, I have two goals in life right now. One goal is to get on a set of a Bollywood movie because it looks like a great time. Two is just get invited to an indian wedding when when will it be my time yeah yeah one one day listen all of my daisy brethren out there if you're hearing this call you've got to invite layla to your your wedding uh they're a great guest they are they're great they're a great dancer uh you'll have a cool time um perhaps you could have your own um this youth this crazy moment with layla um but yeah absolutely get Layla on board for for your plus one highly recommend get me on board please i'm a great plus one i uncles love me uncles um, uncles are like my target audience i will charm all of your uncles including your dad like i listen because it, it, <laughs> at that point it's i'll fuck your dad <laughs> it's an uncle to me you know what you i mean invite me to your wedding <laughs> no i i'm a great plus one please invite me to your wedding it's great and then if you're pre-uncle <laughs> listening to this podcast we'd like to help on a flick we really would I, you know, this, the travel budget for this movie must have been insane because they filled the on location for at least some of the stuff. And, <laughs> like, I want to travel the world with a cool Bollywood movie and do some some choreographed dancing and maybe be a cameo. Come on. Come on. Come on. My my actual hope is that I will write uh, a novel with, with brown characters in it that is so successful that they'll have no choice but to invite us. Uh, and when that time comes, um, we'll, we'll make, we'll make, we'll be in one of these. Oh, my uh, God. It'll be sick. That would be... If listen, if we could get like a Bollywood adaptation of one of your novels, that would, that's what I'm saying. Listen, if the chains nothing can break pops off. <laughs> I would love to do that. Mm, chains is probably too too dour of a novel to have. A Not with fun some Bollywood. song and dance. Not with some song and dance in it. We love to genocide the Britons. <laughs> that would be a great. No, mm, okay, that would be bad. I think, but I'll work on it. <laughs> Okay, I believe long-term you. goals. Get it in the edit. Yeah. Oh my god. Oh god. Uh, but I'm serious. God. Invite me to your Indian wedding. Yeah. Um, great. Uh, Layla, when we are not trying to scheme our way into a fun time, oh. which is never, uh, where can we be found on the internet? I'm at l e y l s e s on Twitter and Tumblr. Uh, I'm currently pretty quiet because I'm either playing Tears of the Kingdom or, as I mentioned on the last episode, working on Silent Hill Ascension. It's very busy. <laughs> 
Um, game development. Um, but yeah, I'm, you know, I'm actually, I'm hoping to maybe write um, a little study. I, I really miss writing nonfiction essays. I'm really hoping to maybe write a little thing about Tears of the Kingdom and Breath of the Wild and just the difference in like target audience between the two of them, because I think there is one, um, not in demographic so much as in play style. Um, and I, it's just an interesting study to me. So I'm, maybe I'll maybe I'll write something up. What about you, Aaron? Yeah, you can find me um, on Twitter at AaronSXL and my main website at, at com, where I write about uh, tabletop RPGs, health policy, uh, and the craft of writing. Um, you can also listen to the other podcast I do at The Bible Boys, where me and my friends Michael and Josh uh, talk about Christian media and either praise or condemn it. We're just working our way through the History Channel, um, The Bible series. Um and I also have a, have a YouTube channel if you like the kind of analysis we do here. Um, I, I analyze um, tabletop games. Uh, that's at AAVOY on YouTube. Um, so check that stuff out. Our theme song is Obsolete by Keshko from the album Filmmaker's Reference Kit Volume 2. You can find more of their music at keshko.bandcamp.com. Uh, Layla, uh, how should we uh, say goodbye to uh, this movie? Hey, Rambo from First Blood. This is a wedding, not Dancing with the Stars. <laughs> Great. We'll see you all next time.